Welcome to Murder and Mimosas. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. Our show is Murder and Mimosas. It's a true crime podcast. This means that we do discuss crimes, including but not limited to disappearances, murder, and sexual assaults. All our episodes are told with the respect of the victims and the victims' families in mind. We strive to ensure that we provide factual information, but some information is more verifiable than others. With that, grab your mimosas and let's dive in. It's Wicked Wednesday. Welcome back to Murder and Mimosas. I'm Danica. And I'm Shannon. And this is our Wicked Wednesday special edition on Liddell Peoples. Shannon, how much do you like your Halloween candy? I mean, I like me some Halloween candy, especially chocolate. Uh, do you like any candy enough to kill for it? Uh, no. Well, Liddell apparently felt that that was a worthy cause to kill his so-called girlfriend. It was Halloween of 2011. 55-year-old Liddell Peoples calls 911 to report after an altercation with 49-year-old Maria Adams. This altercation started when Liddell noticed that his bag of Halloween candy was missing. He asked Maria about the missing candy and she denied knowing anything about it. However, Liddell was not convinced and looked in Maria's coat pocket, finding that she had stashed the bag of candy there. He then confronted Maria and and she threw a plate at him, hitting him just above the eye, creating a small superficial laceration. He then started screaming at Maria as she walked towards her. At that time, Maria grabbed two steak knives out of the kitchen. All of this over some Halloween candy? Oh yes, but it gets worse. Liddell wrestled Maria to the ground and got the knives away from her. Liddell is now on top of Maria, seething and with knives in hand. This sounds like a recipe for disaster. It is, because Liddell begins swinging the knives. Maria gets multiple lacerations to her face, head, arms, and hands as she puts them up to defend herself. Liddell continues to swing the knives until Maria turns over on her face and stomach and stops fighting back. However, despite no longer stabbing Maria, Liddell does not stop there. He then grabs Maria by the hair and slams her head into the ground three times. His anger continued when he remembered the cut on his head. He decided to stomp on her head and back and grab the largest steak knife that he could find in his kitchen. Liddell said he knew Maria was still alive because she was breathing, but he took the large knife to poke her to see if she would move. She did not move. Liddell thought about putting Maria outside, but since they had had sex earlier that day, he knew Maria would be linked to him through DNA, and he didn't want people to get the wrong idea and think he raped her. Right. She's been stabbed, but you don't want people to think that you raped her, too. Right. You gotta have morals. Yeah, of course. So when Landell <laughs> insisted, instead decided to get dressed and call 911. Paramedics arrived and took Maria to the hospital. A trauma surgeon named Dr. Dennis, who would later testify at trial, treated Maria. Dr. Dennis testified that Maria was unconscious and unable to breathe and a significant amount of blood loss by the time she'd arrived at the hospital. She also had over 20 stabs and lacerations as well as blunt force trauma. She never recovered and passed away on November 5th of 2011. Dr. Goldschmidt, the assistant medical examiner who performed the autopsy, 
She also testified a bit more in depth about the stabbing, stating that there was 28 stab wounds, 10 to her scalp, hand and forearms, and 18 on her face. Maria also had hemorrhaging to the brain from the stomps to her head by Liddell. Liddell was treated at the scene by an EMT for a minor laceration over the right eye. No other injuries were seen or treated on Liddell. The sergeant who investigated testified to finding three knives in the kitchen sink, as well as a large pool of blood on the kitchen floor. On November 1st of 2011, Liddell waived his Miranda rights and gave a witness statement. The statement is published as evidence. What did this statement say? It is essentially the account of events I've given you already. The only addition was the following. Quote, defendant met Miss Adams in 2007. Over the years, he had given her money and gifts in exchange for sexual intercourse. She would often spend the night at the home. End quote. However, Liddell sang a different tune at trial. Liddell claimed to be an ordained minister and Maria a prostitute. He also stated that he acted in self-defense against Maria. He said he did not want to hurt or kill her. I might buy not wanting to kill her, but this is a lot of stab wounds to not want to hurt her. He also claims that while he swung the knives at her, that she did not look hurt. He also claims that he did not step, that he did step over Maria and he let his left foot touch her slightly. He doesn't think he stomped on her at any time. He wanted to point out that during the altercation, he scraped his knee and a small cut to his chest, neither of which were mentioned to police or paramedics at the scene. Oh my gosh, no. I know. <laughs> 28 stab wounds to your little bitty cuts. Liddell had over 300 hours of security training that defense claims he used to subdue Maria, but I think he went above subduing, but that's just my opinion. The defense claimed that Liddell was acting solely in self-defense, not in revenge or anger. While I don't think I can agree that what Liddell did was self-defense, the court did exclude the testimony of one person in in Liddell's defense. Who did the court say couldn't testify? Dr. Hanlon, who was a neuropsychologist, he evaluated Liddell and said he suffered from schizoaffective disorder, paranoid schizophrenia, cognitive disorder, and cocaine abuse. However, the defense for Liddell wasn't going for insanity, they were going for self-defense. So Dr. Hanlon signed off that with medication, Liddell was fit for trial. Despite his attempt at self-defense, Liddell was convicted with two counts of first-degree murder. In sentencing, it was mentioned that Liddell had three prior felony convictions, two for drugs and one for theft. Maria's daughter provided a victim impact statement. The defense argued that due to age, the mental illness, and his previous crime being nonviolent, that those should be considered. The court also brought the senselessness of the crime as it was over Halloween candy. They sentenced Liddell to 30 years in prison. Liddell has filed an appeal on the grounds that Dr. Hanlon should have been allowed to testify so the jury would know of his legal issues and how that would affect his responses. This appeal was denied. While we hope you get lots of candy this Halloween, if someone takes it, remember the store has more and prison has very little. So choose your next actions, I think. We hope you have a good wicked Wednesday. Hey everyone, we really hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you have a request for an upcoming show that you'd like to be done, 
you can email us at murder.mimosas at gmail.com. If you'd like to see the pictures that go along with today's episode, you can check those out on our Instagram. That is at murder.mimosas. And you can also find us on Twitter. Again, that is murder.mimosas. We can't wait to hear from you guys, and we'll see you next week.